We would like to say a special thank you to William Talbot for sponsoring this week's episode. Growth is happening, but not in the growth that we're always looking for, where we can uh, take credit for it or, or point to it. It's simply happening. Even the birds of the air who uh, uh, make their nests in the mustard bush aren't saying, hey, we've landed in the kingdom of God. It's just a bush to them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But the kingdom of heaven is like that. It's growing without you even being able to see it and measure it. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to Scripture First, the podcast that explores how the Lutheran lectionary is working in your life. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. Jesus says he purposely makes parables difficult to understand, so we turn to him for the explanation. This week, we have four parables in the same lectionary text, the parables of the mustard seed, the yeast, the hidden treasure, and the pearl. Lars Olson teaches Adam Curie and me that all of these parables are depicting what the kingdom of heaven is like. For the mustard seed and the yeast, it's how the kingdom of heaven starts as nothing, but grows to become everything. Then, for the hidden treasure and the pearl, It's how the kingdom of heaven grabs a hold of you, so much so that you don't need anything else. Ultimately, Jesus is showing us how the kingdom doesn't come by our own makings or judgments, but by his activity in the world. It's his word. As a reminder, the Bible passage is in the show notes if you'd like to read it as I read it aloud. Let's get to it. Here's Matthew chapter 13, verses 31 through 33 and 44 through 52. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, He went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. And now on to this week's conversation. Welcome back to Scripture First. Some call him fine pearls. Others call him the mustard seed, but we call him 
the old fishnet. Welcome back, Lars Olson. Mason, you can't do that. Why not? Well, because last time we were with Lars, you said you would call him a very specific thing oh, today. Well, bombshell, Thanks. fine I'm, pearls, it's all the same. There we go. I, I'm really trying to work on uh, consolidating all my nicknames down to the <laughs> one that really fits me. So appreciate you remembering that, Kiri. Oh, I've got your back. I remember. It's because of your lovely locks That's affair. right. That's right. <laughs> So we are in the 13th chapter of Matthew. Some people uh, uh, will greatly enjoy this week. Four parables, uh, which is kind of fun. I did Buckle not. Up. Uh, <laughs> maybe, uh, Lars, you can just give us a little context. Where are we at? Uh, where is Christ at? Uh, and just to kind of help with understanding yeah, so in, the, in Matthew 13, um, over the last few weeks, you'll have uh, recognized that our gospel readings are um, full of Jesus' parables and explanations, and they're, uh, every week they kind of cut verses out and um, make you jump around like a patchwork quilt throughout uh, Matthew 13 in order to get the, the parable plus the explanation uh, connected to each other. Yeah. And uh, so today we get kind of the leftovers, um, what happens after um, the parable of the wheat and the weeds that uh, comes right before this, um, where the, the wheat grows along with the weeds. And somebody asks, you know, should we go pull out the weeds? And Jesus mm-hmm. says, uh, that's mm-hmm. a bad idea. We we're going to yeah. watch these grow together and we'll sort this out later. Uh, so that's, uh, that's the context that we're getting into this. And uh, Jesus, right in the smack dab in the middle of his uh, parable telling, um, of course, um, people love parables or they hate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love them because uh, they can um, twist them to make any meaning they want out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hate them because uh, they're... Um, Usually, you know, there's not like a, a story that, that goes along with it. These are kind of one-liner uh, parables for us today. <laughs> and so we'll do a little bit of work seeing if we can't find uh, something to preach out it's of the It's like rest hard of to kind of have a foundation with them because as soon as they're somewhere, they do they just kind of end in some way? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and figuring out what the what uh, hearing, what Jesus' point is in the parables is, um, is often... Um, hard for us, which is exactly w- when Jesus says, that's why I tell parables, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's so that you won't be able to make any meaning of it yourself. Uh, you're going to have to turn to me to understand these parables. Yeah. Maybe we can start. Uh, we kind of talked about before the podcast, Lars, that we would uh, speak a little bit about these first two parables because the theme is common between them uh, with growth. Uh, and we The can, mustard seed the mustard and the seed. yeast. Yeah. Yeah, so both of these um, parables, these first two, take up um, you know a common theme of what is growth for us, and of course, on all these parables, Jesus is, is uh, connecting these uh, images uh, of what the what what is like the kingdom of heaven, right? And he starts with the mustard seed, which he says is the smallest of all seeds, and then grows into this great big bush, uh, so big that that birds make their nests and and live in it and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and the second one is the the that the the kingdom of heaven is like um, a uh, a woman who took um, yeast and mixed it in with her with her flour to make dough, and just a little bit of yeast um, made a whole bunch of flour um, 
leavened the whole thing, right? Isn't that what they say? Just a little yeast leavens the whole loaf. Isn't Mason's that, wife is, yeah, a, is right. a bread maker now. Right. So Andrea's uh, really been getting into maybe, sourdough. She's been reading Matthew 13. Apparently. Maybe we can phone <laughs> a friend and ask her That's about right. this. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> growth, of course, is what everybody's looking for in everything. They want their 401k to grow. Uh, they want their influence in the world to grow. They want their families uh, to grow, uh, at least the ones here. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, they want their bank accounts to grow. There's always, people are always after growth. They want more and more land, more and more blessing, more and more uh, influence uh, throughout the world, right? Um, and, uh, so Jesus comes in with these two parables, um, where he starts with the small things, right? And it's not just small, but they're kind of completely insignificant, right? If you just saw a, a piece of yeast around, uh, you wouldn't think it was very much. And, uh, um, you know, don't get too locked into the size of the trees and things. What he, what Jesus is after in both of these parables is saying that um, the kingdom of heaven is like them because they start from nothing and start in what people think is completely insignificant, but grow to take over uh, everything so that your whole life gets bound up in the kingdom of God. And that's really uh, what what uh, those uh, those two parables are really after, right? Is that um, um, the kingdom of, of heaven is growing, mm-hmm. <laughs> not... Uh, not in ways that you can see and measure, but that mm-hmm. it is happening uh, in unexpected uh, ways so that the insignificant um, in our eyes becomes great in uh, God's purpose. So this is not the right question, obviously, but... Obviously. How do we help that growth? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, an oxymoron, obviously, if, is if you can't see where this growth is going to come from or you, you see it now as insignificant, then you're not going to try to help that along, but I I think that's the folly of my own question. No, Mason, it's not a bad question because people are constantly asking that question, but I think that's actually the the point of the parable is that uh, it's hidden from you in a way that you can't, you can't make it happen. Rather, it has come to you. You're a part of it, not by your own doing. There's nothing you can um, make, um, do to make it grow. There's nothing you can do to hinder it. It is the kingdom of God has come to you and it is growing all around you. Uh, uh, and it's simply because that's... Make sure to take that's... that back to Andrea and yeah. tell her there's nothing she can do to make well, the yeast grow. <laughs> I mean, this is where parables start to fall down, right? Uh, uh, hmm. You actually can make the bread grow. Uh, you actually might be able to tend a mustard seed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kingdom of God, you can't do anything for. And Jesus' whole, the, both parables are really about that, right? That it just happens. Um, she might have uh, mixed in the yeast, um, but it was the yeast that that leavened it. It wasn't it wasn't her um, uh, stirring and pounding and stretching and whatnot. Her and kneading, kneading. Thank you, uh, Carrie. Kneading. That's right. <laughs> and I think it's actually important uh, to to uh, notice that the word in that we read that says mixed is really um, the root word um, of that. You'll you'll notice is um, the Greek word crypto, which means hidden uh, or um, uh, uh, unobservable, right? Uh, just like our cryptocurrency is, yeah, uh, it's out there someplace, but it's not something you can actually, uh, you know, carry around with you. It's not that it doesn't exist, but it's hidden from us. And so the kingdom of heaven, um, 
is hidden in the bread, uh, Jesus is saying, right? Uh, it's not just that she made it happen. It's that the yeast did this. And so that the growth is happening, but not in the growth that we're always looking for, where we can uh, take credit for it or, or point to it. It's simply happening. Even the birds of the air who uh, uh, make their nests in the mustard bush aren't saying, hey, we've landed in the kingdom of God. It's just a bush to them. Yeah. <laughs> right? mm. yeah. But it, the kingdom of heaven is like that. It's growing without you even being able to see it and measure it. Okay, so are we good to move on to the last two parables together? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you'd like to. Well, I didn't know if there was anything else you have, you'd like to add. You oh, do such a great job. There's narrating. too much to say, but keep going if we're uh, <laughs> running short on time. Oh, no, we're we're not. You you have all the time in the world. <laughs> you want to go to an hour? We'll go to an hour. <laughs> no, I think I I, I do think um, that these two paragraphs are a little bit entangled with uh, the the last week's parable on the the wheat and the weeds growing up together. In that they're growing together, and that there's not something you can separate out. It's not something you can say that's the growth we want. That's the growth we don't want. Mm. Right, I I think all these parables um, are are somewhat entangled in that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so on to the next two. We've kind of been throwing around the word. Uh, you, you said it a couple of times, Lars, but uh, hidden. How uh, all these things are hidden in some sense, and then these last two are um, most are not. Are they about hidden? Maybe I'm. Yeah, I'm blind. Yeah, one of I'm, them is. Okay. Yeah, specifically <laughs> the third one. I'm blind. <laughs> No, you're on, you're on it. But we're, 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 it's two parables stumbling upon treasure. Yeah, the pearl um, and the the field. You find treasure in a field, right? Yeah, the uh, um, the the uh, both of these are are, um, are are stories about somebody finding something of great value, right? Uh, and actually, both of them happen that it, they just stumble across it, right? So uh, we'll take uh, the we'll take the the, the pearl first. Um, the uh, the merchant he's out doing his business, um, selling and buying pearls in order to uh, um, improve his business, to grow it perhaps, right? Um, uh, but he is uh, out there f- trying to improve what he has to sell and find new ones and market these. But what he finds one day is a pearl of great value, and it's such a perfect pearl that he can think no longer of anything else. And what does he do? Well, he gives up his business. Yeah. He gives up his searching. Uh, he gives up uh, um, everything else that, that came before this so that he could have that one pearl. That's all he can think about, right? He's like obsessed with it. He's yeah. possessed by this pearl, right? Um, and uh, so, you know, even though he was seeking uh, pearls to start, uh, once he finds that one, his seeking now is at an end. It's almost like that pearl found him and his seeking and ended everything that, was, that, that he had been doing before. Mm-hmm. The second one is a troubling one for many people because, you know, it sounds like uh, some man was out walking through the field uh, that wasn't his own, uh, and he stumbles across uh, a treasure hidden in the field. Uh, and when he finds it, um, he uh, <laughs> he covers it up. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't steal it. No, uh, he could have done that, but he wants to be uh, you know maybe proper and about these things. But he covers it, doesn't tell anybody it's there. Goes sells all of his stuff and buys that field. He might have even just take taken a corner of the field, right? Uh, paid extra for it. Who knows? He sold all that he had yep. in order to get just that little bit of land with the treasure on it because the treasure just owned him, right? Uh, he was obsessed with it. 
so much that everything that had come before, he no longer needed. He only needed that treasure. And this is what Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven is like. It's like a, um, it's like a treasure <laughs> that grabs hold of you so that you need nothing else, right? Uh, well, the troubling part about that parable, of course, is that he, um, he sells everything that he owes and goes and buys it. He didn't tell anybody else about it. And so it seems a little shady, right? Uh, yeah. um, a little scandalous, perhaps. Maybe uh, it's not above board. And, um, and, um, and that, that it troubles us in that way, both of these parables, shows what we mean by the kingdom being hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, G, that it, it, the kingdom doesn't come about, um, you know, in regular uh, ways that we would expect. It doesn't, it's, it, it's maybe a scandal uh, that Jesus comes and gives the kingdom to, say, people who don't deserve it. But it's, uh, it's, that, it's, that even people might be, you know, get it by dishonest means, but then it's still theirs. But not only dishonest means, but you stumble upon it. It's not like this guy, well, you've got one where it's the seeker of the pearl and you have the other where it's this guy just randomly finds treasure in a field. Right. And it's not like the, the second guy was seeking treasure. He just, no, he he just stumbled upon the greatest thing ever. He just happened upon it, right? But once it comes, there's nothing else that you can put your mind to, right? Nothing else matters. All the other things fall apart, fall away. And that's uh, what Jesus, I think, is getting at. And it's not, it, it can be that it's beautiful and attractive and, and of high value, but of so high value that you can't get it honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to come by it Which feels dishonestly, so dirty. Right? It kind of reminds me of that. It feels dirty, yeah. right? It yeah. doesn't it though, right? It reminds me of that T-Rex that was found in uh, the Black Hills. Do you remember that? Where it was on federal Sue? land. Yeah, yeah, Sue was on Sue. federal land. And there was a huge dispute because this, the, the, the T-Rex hunters, or so <laughs> they call themselves, sort of went around the edges or went around the, to get the treasure, uh-huh. the Sioux. Stole it. Stole it. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> but think about that. Uh, uh, can you get the kingdom of heaven by scheming, stealing, or uh, swindling people? No. No. It's always given to you. Mm-hmm. All right. But from the outside, it looks like you're getting something you didn't deserve. And you might have done it underhandedly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And everybody's going to see that. But you know what you're going to think? I don't care. I've got it. And that's why Jesus says this man went out in his joy, not in his uh, scheming, right? All he had was joy at finding the treasure because finally he knew where his life belonged. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what Jesus is saying about uh, the kingdom of heaven. Um, When this comes to you, when Christ arrives, even though uh, it might look hidden to you, it's been hidden from you for all these years, Uh, it it doesn't come to you in any way that you would expect, however you want to think about that, Um, uh, it is finally when Jesus' promised kingdom arrives to you, there is nothing else that you need, want, or can think about. Now, uh, that we keep falling into uh, these traps like... um, you know, uh, you didn't deserve it, or uh, uh, that was kind of an underhanded move, mm-hmm. uh, that we keep trying to put judgment on this uh, shows, one, our sin, <laughs> our uh, uh, inability to just receive this, um, but also just how hidden the kingdom is uh, from us, that it's not just readily apparent, right? Uh, there's the, uh, the, the huge tree with all the, um, uh, uh, with all the birds living in it. Um, there's the huge loaf of, of bread that was leavened with this yeast. Um, 
there's the there's the great treasure um, that just came to me, and I can't think of anything else. And all of these things uh, fit right into the the last parable on there about this great catch of fish, right? Where yeah. uh, where the the net goes out from the boat and uh, they cap- capture an enormous load, right? And they sit there uh, and they start uh, deciding. Good, bad, good, bad. And this sounds a lot like the wheat in the weeds, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end, finally, the angels will come in and separate the good and the bad. Um, and that's also because it's simply hidden from us to be able to judge good and bad in this world, because we're always putting our own uh, judgments upon this, which, yeah. which is why we say the kingdom doesn't come by our makings or our judgments, but by, the God, by, by Christ's activity in the world, bringing his word. He is the kingdom. For the kingdom uh, of heaven has come near in Jesus Christ and uh, taking, um, bringing the new of the world to us while ending the old, right? Which is what happens with the man who finds the treasure, uh, which is what happens with the man of the great pearls, that when the new arrives, the old is cast aside and is no longer needed. Mm-hmm. And we, uh, we loved the last question and the, the answer. Mm-hmm. Christ asks, have you, understand, have you understood all this? And they answered yes. No. Uh, which itself was a very they lied. energetic <laughs> yes, I'm sure. And uh, <laughs> weren't just trying to get him to not tell another parable. <laughs> well, again, you know, this, it's really interesting because the disciples are famous for being just uh, dull and stupid, right? Yeah. Yes. They never get anything. Uh, but Jesus tells them in the middle of this, the par- portion that's cut out from today, um, that he is uh, uh, opening their ears to hear what he reveals to them. They would never n- understand the parables if he hadn't revealed it to them. And so uh, on one hand, in, of them, in and of themselves, I think, uh, yes, they're, they're going like, yes, please stop talking. Uh, but because Christ is talking to them, their ears are being opened to hear exactly what he's saying, no matter how difficult it is. Well, and he finishes it off by saying, therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household and brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. So you mentioned discarding the old. Well, here they mention the new and the old both together. Right. But notice how he brings out the new first, right? Uh, Here, I'm going to give you something new. And then I'm going to show you what was old so that we can say... I can't think of it. I can't even think of it. All I can think about is the new. I can't. I don't no, need it anymore. That's reaching, you guys. That seems like it's reaching. Why is that? Because it doesn't say that. We have to just go with what the text says. The text says, "The master of the household who brings out his treasures, out of his treasures, what is new and what is old." Yeah. What does it say after that that tells us? Oh, they they looked at the new first and discarded the old. We can't tell that. He opens up his treasures to show them what is new and what is old. Yeah. When I show you, Kiri, what is new and what is old in you, what is old? In me? Uh-huh. My blood. Your blood. Yes. Uh-huh. It's been with me my whole life. Uh-huh. Your whole entire life, when the kingdom of heaven arrives, your whole entire life is seen as? Old. Old. Okay. The new life in Christ is the only new you have. I'm. You can continue. I'm not fully convinced, but like I'm. I'm still. I'm, I'm still catching catching in on it. But like I, I get what you're saying. I do. I'm understanding what you're saying. It's just hard for me to 
look at this text and say, okay, yes, that's what this text is saying, because it doesn't feel like... Right, no. So, But he's saying this in the midst of all these parables that he just told. Yeah. Uh, the mustard seed, the, the yeast, the treasure, the pearl. Every time the kingdom of heaven is there bringing a new existence mm-hmm. and the old is being discarded. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe a good question. That was that was, that was about as uh, as uh, heartfelt as the disciple saying. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you understand, Carrie? Yes. <laughs> Please stop talking to me. <laughs> so uh, what as was far your as question, well, as, I mean, as far as preaching this, Lars, uh, do you find a theme? Do you uh, do you hit one parable? It's a good question. I mean. There's with all of these uh, four parables, it's really hard to preach all of them yeah. without some sort of theme. And, yeah. and uh, I think I've been pushing in this in this uh, conversation that just the hiddenness of the kingdom is um, the theme that runs throughout. Uh, but you could pick one parable and uh, and run with that and see um, what happens, or pick one or two if you if that works for you. Um, but I think it is important that they are all about the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is what Jesus Christ himself uh, gives to us. It's not something that, that we can grow, find, or, um, or, uh, dis- or discern on our own. And on that note, we've reached the end of this week's episode, my friends. Thank you to Lars Olson for teaching us that whether you love them or hate them, parables are showing us God's election. In this week's four parables, it's all about what the kingdom of heaven is like. Lars explained how the kingdom of heaven starts as nothing, but grows to become everything. The kingdom of heaven also grabs a hold of you so much so that you don't need anything else. Ultimately, Jesus is showing us how the kingdom doesn't come by our makings or judgments, but by his activity in the world. Are you looking to deepen your understanding of the Christian faith or of a particular tenet of Lutheranism? Luther House of Study has a suite of free interactive courses available. Visit lutherhouseofstudy.org to see their available courses, create an account to track your progress, and dive deeper into your learning. Thanks again for joining us this week. Remember, Jesus is showing you his actions in the world. We'll see you next time on Scripture First.